नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरंजनोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास जय मुदीरिए नष्टप्रायेशु निगवत भगवती उत्तम श्लोके दक्षुहन चिताउदीची निशादाशातवाजलंपीतुकूलसंवृता स्पृवा जलम पीतुकूलकृता Maitreya said, "Iti das adhvare in the arena of sacrifice, daksham to daksha, anudhya speaking, shatruhan, shatruhan, O annihilator of enemies." chitau on the ground udichim facing north nishasadha sat down shantavak in silence sprishtva after touching जलम वाटर पीत दुखूल संवृता ड्रेस्ड इन येलो गार्मेंट्स निमील्या क्लोजिंग द्रेक डिविजन योगपतम मिस्टिक योग प्रोसेस समाविशात became absorbed translation purport by his divine grace ac bhakti vedanta swami shila prabhupad ki jay ho maitreya the sage told vidura o annihilator of enemies while thus speaking to her father 
in the arena of sacrifice, Sati sat down on the ground and faced north, dressed in saffron garments. She sanctified herself with water, closed her eyes to absorb herself in the process of mystic yoga. Purport. It is said that when a man desires to quit his body, he dresses in saffron garments. Therefore, it appears that Sati changed her dress, indicating that she was going to quit the body given her by Daksha. Daksha was Sati's father, so instead of killing Daksha, she decided that it will be better to destroy the part of his body which was hers. Thus, she decided to give up the body of Daksha by the yogic process. Sati was the wife of Lord Shiva, who is known as Yogeshwara, best among all yogis, because he knows all the mystic process of yoga. So it appeared that Sati also knew them. Either she learned yoga from her husband or she was enlightened because she was the daughter of such a great king as Daksha. The perfection of yoga is that one can give up one's body or release oneself from the embodiment of material elements according to one's desire. Yogis who have attained perfection are not subject to death by natural laws. Such perfect yogis can leave the body whenever they desire. Generally, the yogi first of all becomes mature in controlling the air passing within the body, thus bringing the soul to the top of the brain. Then when the body bursts into flames, the yogi can go anywhere he likes. This yoga system recognizes the soul and thus it is distinct from so-called yoga process for controlling the cells of the body which has been discovered in modern age. The real yoga process accepts the transmigration of the soul from one planet to another or one body to another and it appears from this incident that Sati wanted to transfer her soul to another body or sphere. Thus ends the Bhakti Vedanta purport. So, <clears throat> Sati moves on with her next step of breaking her family relationship with her father. And what is the method she chose? She chose to give up the body that her father had given her. So the connection with Daksha was that the body that she was carrying was given by Daksha. In the previous verse it says, I feel very much sorry that my body which is just like a bag has been produced by you. I shall therefore give it up. So as a first step towards giving up the body, she sits in meditation, closes her eyes, sits in meditation, right in the arena of sacrifice, and she closes her eyes and engages in the process of uh, moving her life air, etc., up to her head, and then leaving the body from the head as she wishes, and 
in in turn burning down the body behind leaving the body behind in as ashes there is a mystic yoga that she was capable of so these great personalities and also these leelas of great personalities um makes us think and how this body is not a very big thing this body is not eternally connected with the soul the soul is the as krishna says in the bhagavad gita is a is residing in this body and temporarily you are owning this body but krishna is a real owner of the body even though it is temporarily we are owning even now krishna is owning each of our body because he is owner of everything so this bodily concept of life is a biggest trap that our pure consciousness falls down aham brahmasmi i am brahman of course brahman in the certain school of thought they say it is impersonal consciousness but according to the evidence of the scriptures given by our acharyas brahman is a person brahman is an individual person means immediately there is senses body senses mind intelligence ego so this is person if we look at our own bodies there is a gross body then we have our individuality or egoness of course our present egoness is contaminated with the identity that i am this body but actually egoness you can feel self means egoness so brahman concept or egoness concept of life egoness concept of self is different from bodily concept of self and our eternal egoness is i am servant of krishna that eternal attitude of servitude servant of krishna that is our that is what we are i am that servant egoness in the material world everybody is in the master egoness controller egoness enjoyer egoness that's what come forth in the in a karmi's body 
enjoy her egoness a lording egoness so it is not very difficult for us to identify this egoness within this body because we are all very much used to this false egoness and when we are acting in false egoness you see that we are not at all conscious of our body we are thinking i am this body and you are therefore you are working for the interest of the body but when you are working you are in ego concept of self but unfortunately it is in false ego concept of self a haunted concept of self an alien concept of self is haunting our real egoness real egoness is beautiful beautiful servant of the lord krishna's egoness is a most beautiful egoness most wonderful egoness full of love his egoness is full of unconditional love we should feel krishna's ego like that full of unconditional love and unlimited qualities of compassion this is person personality of godhead krishna and our real self is also a egoness which is full of servitude attitude want to just please krishna want to just please krishna this is our original egoness so in krishna consciousness we don't give up egoness in krishna consciousness the right egoness because we are egos the bhagavad gita krishna says there is never a time when i did not exist you nor any of these people in the battlefield and we shall always exist the mayavadis are trying to annihilate the egoness they annihilate that i iness so in this case if you hear these wonderful pastimes extraordinary pastimes how the person's sense of self is still there and that sense of self that egoness is trying to give up this body and is choosing to take another body body mind that whole entra subtle body and gross body gross body is given up subtle body is transformed according to desire now sati has a desire to give up this body and take up another kind of body because she is eternally the wife of shiva so therefore you know her she desires a body which is again uh, serves lord shiva but these concepts are amazing nobody in in uh, <clears throat> modern science can write science fiction also like this the future of science they think and they write science fiction this will happen that will happen this will happen 
that is too far fetched for the even though it's black and white so many coincidences are there in bhagavatam they don't even make science fiction out of it giving this body and taking another body and so we are not this body so basically and mayavadi say i am not this body is very important mayavadi say i am not this body they say that they mean that i am not matter i am spirit when vaishnavas say i am not this body they also say i am not this i am not matter but they also have very significant thing what is that this body is krishna's ownership because the personality is not annihilated i am not this body means this body is not mine this body is krishna's this body belongs to paramatma that is a difference it is not about separating the substance okay i am not matter i am spirit okay that is fine that mayavadi is limit to that level but the concept a real concept of self it has got ownership it has got servitorship it has got sense of possession the real soul is a operator of the body not the body so therefore he knows i am the operator of the body on behalf of krishna i am a servant of krishna i am that ego i sit in this body i operate this body for service of the lord i don't operate this body for the sake of the body that is becomes false ego because of a duplicate body false body so false ego you adopt a false ego and we serve our body how do we serve our body we serve our body by lending our desiring capacity feeling thinking capacity feeling capacity willing capacity it all belongs to not to the body it belongs to the ego ego only can desire ego only can think ego only can feel ego only can will a false concept of self i am this body takes over all these things desiring thinking feeling willing rasaying through this material body mind system so self realization according to vaishnavas is redefining relationship with the body body is always there where this body or that body is there our spiritual body is there self now we don't have we have a wrong relationship with the body what is that i am this body the user illusion they say user illusion what you go on using you think it is you bodily concept of life is an user illusion i am a user of this body suppose you are every day using the same car and it always you are you never get out of the car then slowly you will think i am the car say so 24 hours you are driving or you sitting sleeping everything in the car and all those things relating with people through the car not getting out of the car 
what will happen to your consciousness? I am this car. So self-realization means this prajna or this consciousness, this spiritual intelligence that I am a user of the body, whether for false ego or for Krishna's ego. That's a different matter. But I am in reality, I am the user of this body. Like these great souls, they already have this concept. I am the user of the body. I don't like this body. I give it up. I want another body. So, so much of uh, realization is there that I am different from the body. I, the real I, is different from the body. Meditating on the sense of I-ness, ego-ness, that I am eternal servant of Krishna and I am inseparable from Krishna. Krishna is inseparable from me because I am part and parcel. That is transcendental bliss, meditation on that, that kind of self. I may take this body, this life, I may take that body, I may take that body, I may take any body in the material world, I may take a spiritual body in the spiritual world. But I am not the body. There is short of words in English language to describe exactly what is that ego or I-ness. I can have a body, but I am not the body. That means I am that bodiness, I am that senseness, I am that mindness, mind's functions. But the particular mind, particular body, particular intellect, these are all the contents of my falling into my souls, eternal faculties, thinking, feeling, willing. So whether it is this body-mind system or that body-mind system, as long as I get into this body-mind system, my soul's mind-mindness gets filled with this mind. My soul's senses gets filled with these senses. So I have connection. The soul, being a person, has connection with body, has connection with mind. Eternally it is connected, but it is not the mind, it is not the body. It is not the intellect. It is a content. Intellect, particular intellect, particular mind, particular body, particular senses are content. It keeps changing. But I am the user of the mind. I am the user of the intelligence. I am the user of all this. And my eternal occupation is to engage them in loving service of the Lord. So, self-realization means redefining our relationship, the body. Right now, we are in bodily concept because we have a relationship with the body. I am this body is a relationship. I think like that. It's a relationship with the body. So, if I can have a relationship with the body, I am this body. I can also have a relationship with the body that 
I am not this body. But that is not enough. That's not complete. I am not this body, but I am the user of this body. I am not this body, but I am the user. I am eternal servant of Krishna. Therefore, I have to use this body in service of the Lord. This body is given for that. Jiva is given a body always to serve Lord Krishna. Constitutionally. Jiva era surupoye nitya Krishna dasa. Rishikena hrishikesha sevanam bhakti ruchyate. That is, a cons- that is a purpose of the body. The soul as a body means it is the purpose is to serve the Lord. That is a purpose. But in the material world, we are fallen to think that I am the body. So from bodily concept of life, we have to go into Brahman concept of life. And when Brahman concept of life, uh, self, from bodily concept of self to Brahman concept of self. And you can say that we have to develop this instrument concept of body. Brahman concept of self and instrument concept of body. That is a relationship. What is my relationship? It's an instrument. Ever-changing instrument. Every day the body is changing. Its abilities are changing. Everything is changing. Birth to death. But the user is permanent. I am the user of this body. So self-realization means identifying with one's true self. Who am I? I can't be this body. Just because your self-realization, body doesn't get annihilated unless you cho- choose to. Just like Sati has chosen. Okay, I'll annihilate this body. You need not annihilate. Once you understand I am not this body, then drive it properly. Operate the body properly for the service of the Lord. This is devotional practice. This is devotional service. Body is given for devotional service. And when the body is engaged in devotional service, Brahman enjoys. That is a constitutional enjoyment of Brahman. Even in the spiritual world also, spiritual body... Never interested in sense gratification. It's only interested in giving pleasure to Krishna's senses. Krishna's senses are unlimited. And then Krishna fills joy into the senses of the jiva. So in the spiritual world, your senses have million times more pleasure and happiness than the material senses. But it is poured there. It's in the material world you go and grab, you go and earn pleasure for your senses independently. The spiritual world, as Prabhupada says, sense gratification is insignificant because it's a world full of love. 
love is most prominent that love pleasure is the most prominent in the spiritual world sense gratification is insignificant still that insignificant senses sense happiness is million times more than the gross the, the material sense happiness just like how narada felt when he had darshan of the lord how druva felt felt means what happened to their senses itself it is described in bhagavatam they all became enlightened and never experienced that kind of uh, sense happiness itself mind happiness ego happiness jnana happiness enlightenment and sense happiness it was that's why these wonderful things are described in shrimad bhagavatam to show that we eternally have senses and they are meant to be filled with joy from the lord as a reciprocation prasadam every happiness of our senses in the material world is prasadam sasan prasadam happiness it is not chased and grabbed in the material world we go on searching 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 for food for my senses and then you chase and you capture all these are all the cheap pleasures of lording pleasures in this material world the spiritual world there is no searching finding chasing capturing enjoying no it's not there lording and enjoying controlling and enjoying is not there that is that is a false ego consciousness our egoness our pure egoness is captured is forgotten and a false egoness is what happened is the false real egoness sells all its abilities to think feel will desire everything it borrows who borrows the false ego borrows false ego does not have possess anything false ego steals everything from the real ego and because my these are all belong to my real ego therefore i think false ego is mine suppose five things are there four things are really yours one thing is not yours and that one thing is using that four things for itself the four things are actually yours but you forget that it is me means it is that is me that is not the the one who is using all this the one the false ego who is using my ability to think my ability to feel ability to will ability to desire is all being taken away by this false ego so at the root of all illusion that is why propat goes on repeating i am not this body at the root of all illusion but at the same time the mayavadi is also continuously they are saying i am not this body but there is a big difference when propat says i am not this body he means see it belongs to krishna i belong to krishna body belongs to krishna body is another energy this is maya another energy this is what propat means when he says i am not this body 
or when he says we are not this body this is the what he says not simply to technically technically say i am not matter that's the most elementary thing i am not matter many times intellectually i am not the matter you say but you cannot act out a bodily concept why because this sense of ownership is there i am not the body you may say but emotionally you are connected to the body as me intellectually you are saying i am not this body but emotionally you are connected to the body that it is me sense of beingness is i am this body any questions ग्रंथराज श्रीमद्भागवत की जाय जगद्गुरुशील प्रभुपात की जाय